Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. Yes, sir. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How are you doing, Reavers? Uh, I'm okay. I, I mentioned uh, briefly that it was kind of a tough week here at the old Hubbard Broadcasting, and I did want to open the show um, by, uh, for those of you that are unaware, uh, a, a gentleman that I used to work with down the hall when I was on the sister station, My Talk 107.1, Ian Punnett, did the morning show with his wife, Marjorie, for a long, long time. In fact, I believe Ian might have been one of the very first hosts on that show. He helped that station launch back mm-hmm. in 2000, was it 2002, I believe, that My Talk launched? Um, sadly, Ian passed away um, uh, about a week ago after we had done the show, and, and Ian was just one of those guys that was a a broadcasting pro, right? He was kind of one of those people that I leaned on uh, early in my broadcasting career and super good guy was teaching broadcasting school down in, I think, Kansas State University. And so um, uh, my condolences to, to Marjorie and their two boys and it's just, 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 just heartbreaking um, to hear about that. And then we learned uh, earlier this week on Christmas night that uh, sales, sales guy Pat Ebert's also unfortunately passed away in his sleep. And I want to share a quick Pat Ebert story because when Pat came over here with Tom Bernard from from KQRS, you know, Pat started helping out selling uh Garage Logic. Mm-hmm. One of the single nicest human beings ever. You I I doubt you will find a person who would ever have a bad thing to say about Pat Ebert. Sure. And I wanted to share a story. So this would have been Fall of 2001, fall of 2001, I had just started working the morning show at Cities 97. I had interned with Chris Hockey at uh, d- the old WLOL mm-hmm. um, 100.3, which then turned into KFAN. Or, sorry, went to Smooth Jazz and then turned into KFAN. Jazz KFAN moved from the AM to the FM dial. Anyway, I digress. If you hear me wheezing, <clears throat> it's my asthma. <laughs> I can already hear it through my headset, so I apologize. Um, but I had started working at Cities 97, and we were sharing studios with KDWB. And Pat Eberts was Dave Ryan's producer in the mornings uh, at, at the time when I first started. And I had no idea what I was doing, mm-hmm. right? I just, I knew I was going to work not hard. now. Right, now. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but, it, you know, when you're a 22-year-old kid, it can be a little intimidating sure. working in the big market, right? And so 
I'll never forget this. Pat was the guy where he basically just said, hey, kid, if you ever need anything, don't hesitate, right? Mm-hmm. If you need some help with audio or, or if you've got a question, like, don't, my door is always open. Come in at any time you need anything. Just let me know. And that was really cool. And then, unfortunately, a few months after that, uh, Pat was let go by the company, and, which was Clear Channel at the time, now iHeartRadio. And I'll never forget this. He called me that next week and said, hey, Reeves, just want to thank you. It was great to get to know you. Get to know you. Still, still, the offer still stands. Even though oh. I don't work there anymore, you ever need anything, you give me a call. Wow. And I just, that showed me so much about him as a person mm-hmm. then, because, you know, this business can be a little bit cutthroat sure. at times and there sure. can be a lot of competition. In fact, um, I had thought maybe that I would be in position, to, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't, in, they, they were looking to, to, to replace him in another way. Anyway, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of losing my train of thought here, but I just wanted to make mention because he was the genuine article. He was just a really, really good dude cared about his family, just was just a top shelf guy. So I was truly, truly bummed out when I uh, when I was informed by the boss that uh, that Pat had um, unfortunately passed away Christmas night. It was very sad. I had last seen Pat, well, uh, the second to last time I saw him, we were at a Gophers game together. Okay. And he hadn't met me and I hadn't met him at this point. So your paths had never crossed? No. I, I don't know how that's And I knew who he was. Sure. Because right? it's a very popular name, right? And sure. People, everyone knows who he was. And I'm standing there next to a gentleman who's like 47 years old and I'm 52. And, and Pat walks up to me and says, hey, uh, Mike, nice to meet you. Is this your son? <laughs> and I look at Pat and I said... What? This this guy who looks maybe three years older than me, yet he's a couple years younger than me. Is this my son? Right. So I had to give him crap on that for sure, sure. all night long, just the rest of the night. And he took it like a gentleman. He didn't say, hey, okay, I screwed up. He, he just kind of laughed it off. Like, yeah. I'm like, you son of a gun. That, I can't believe you just. That, I had a couple weird situations. I was buying stuff at Walgreens the other day, okay. stocking stuffers. And the woman says, oh, are these for the grandkids? So well, what? <laughs> what? I have I have thirteen year old daughter. I mean, my youngest. Well, now fourteen. Right. But I think I'm just old looking all of a sudden, right? And mm. I don't feel old looking. Like I feel like I'm not an old looking person. But many people have been. Another guy went to go get a gym membership, and he asked me if I was um, older than sixty to get the discount on the gym membership. So it's happening over and over. Wow. Right? Yeah. So the woman at Walgreens are these for the grandkids? I just like. My God, how dare you? I heard <laughs> well, Pat went on my list. I'm very sorry to hear yeah. that, Mike. So, uh, you know, God rest their both of their souls. Ian Punnett was uh, incredibly talented, too. Yeah. Talented. He did a Coast to Coast AM. I mm-hmm. don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, right? yeah. yep. I listen to Coast to Coast AM almost every night to put myself to sleep. And I listen to Somewhere in Time, like old Coast to Coast AM from 1997 and 19, like the early 2000s. Okay. And it's so relaxing. Do you remember Coast to Coast AM? Have you ever oh, listened God, to Coast yeah. Coast? Yeah, yeah. And they have that thunderclap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And it's just this beautiful thunderclap. And then the host would talk about how um, artificial intelligence one day is going to be able to do this. And when you listen 20 years ago, you're like, wow, that's scientific that's never going to happen right and i swear to god now you're like oh oh that makes sense all this stuff is happening (laughs) he was just 20 years ahead of his time sure and i think ian took that over when the host passed away and well and and i think too part of i guess part of you know my my sadness is you know these are kind of guys that you know ian and and pat these are kind of guys that you know i i grew up with and listening so i think that that because of the dynamic of the way that the the business itself is kind of changing now, mm-hmm. right? We're we're such an on demand society. Well, yeah. hell, GL went from a radio show to now a podcast. Sure. I mean, so I'm I'm part of that dynamic shift as well. But 
I think we're we're losing that part of 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 what I mean. I've been a radio nerd since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, li- you know, listening to Twins games yep. under my pillow, like that. That's how much of a radio nerd I was sure. growing up, and still am now. But it that's I guess the other part of it where. You're just kind of we're we're losing a lot of those true crusty old radio guys. Yeah, but you know, you know they weren't old. Neither that's true were, too. Yeah, neither no, of them that's were old. True too. Yeah, they're they're you know they were in the early sixties, if I'm not mistaken. Pat right? was fifty nine and Ian was sixty three. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. just right around sixty. I mean, yep. that's too young to die. Yep. So God bless them both. Hopefully, they're experiencing something fantastic. Yes. Uh, now. So God God bless both of you, Pat Eberts and Ian Punnett. So I have a number of topics that I'd like to discuss with you and. The one I really want to bring up is because I because I know you, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling that this is going to cause you to go ballistic. Oh no! Not that I right, truly want to get you all wound up, I but use that. I could use that. Um, but this was a subject that we brought up on Garage Logic, even though I I, I was going to um, bring this up with you today. But you're aware of the um, the story concerning Towsley Motorsports? No. You're not. No, I, I've literally been doing nothing besides okay. working and hanging out with the family. A Christmas morning crash. And the 40-mile-per-hour ride before it left a path of destruction at Towsley Motorsports in, well, it says Vadness Heights, but isn't it Wiper Lake, technically? I think it's tucked back there. Okay. He literally drove a side-by-side through the garage doors, says John Osowski, a store spokesperson. Never had anything like this happen before. 30-year-old Austin Erickson is accused in that Christmas morning break-in which caused over $500,000 in damages. You're kidding me. I was just astounded by it. The brazen damage to everything he came into contact with, declares Undersheriff Mike Martin of the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office. His willingness to almost run over one of our deputies and then flee from us. Ramsey County court documents say around 6.20 in the morning on Christmas morning, deputies responded to a glass break alarm at the store. A probable cause statement says the arriving deputy spotted a person inside on security cameras and that the suspect was crashing a stolen ATV into merchandise and fixtures inside the store. At one point, the papers say Erickson drove directly toward a deputy on the scene. The statement says in a post-Miranda interview, the 30-year-old said he had been accompanied by a friend and used a trailer hitch to break inside the business. It goes on to say Erickson says his friend talked him into doing the burglary and thefts. The court papers say deputies captured Erickson after he ran away into a near, near, nearby wooded area. He now faces felony burglary, property damage, and vehicle theft charges. The court documents show prosecutors requested $200,000 in bail as a condition of Erickson's release. Instead, a judge set Erickson's bail at $500 cash. <laughs> Wow. This is someone who is not a stranger to the criminal justice system, Martin says, and we just disagree with the decision. Court records show Erickson has a criminal history dating all the way back to 2011. He's been convicted on felony assault and weapons charges and misdemeanor drug charges. At last check, Erickson remains in custody at the Ramsey County Jail. A Towsley team says that they met with insurance adjusters on Wednesday, and they're grateful that nobody was hurt. Um, Joe talked about this at length, and I think it just everything kind of goes without saying. When you ask yourself, "Gosh, why are we in such trouble in the mm-hmm. in the bigger city?" Well, this is you know, Vadness Heights, but sure. no. Ask yourself that question. When we don't hold anybody accountable, the dude caused five hundred thousand dollars in damages to a store. And well, here's well, we're going to set bail at five hundred bucks. Seems if odd. I'm Towsley, I am beyond livid. Livid, yeah. But again. 
you know, they guess they have insurance. I, yeah, I just, but so what if they have insurance? Someone's paying for that, right? They'll have increased rates on their insurance because someone broke through. It's all the work. I'm looking at pictures of the damage right now. It's, it's unbelievable it, that it, one person did all that. What I don't get is why? Right. Why make it only $500? What good does it do? So here, here's one thing that you and I might diverge on. Right. Okay. So if I get a speeding ticket and I get a ticket for one hundred and fifty dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars is a lot of money. Sure. But I can afford one hundred and fifty dollars. I can pay my ticket. Won't I'll still eat that week. I'll still have my car. I'll still have my job. If someone else gets one hundred and fifty dollars ticket, they might not be able to eat that week. They might not be able to pay for an insurance, an sure. apartment. It could really affect them. So I can kind of understand how bill reform might be needed. Right. Where it should be a little bit more commensurate to and I. And I haven't thought this out all the way, right? Okay. But let's I think say, I know where you're going. Yeah, though. if this guy had no money, a $2 million bail might not be appropriate for him, right? Because he's never getting out. And I don't think it's fair that somebody does something and they never get a chance to prove themselves innocent while they're out, right? Sure. Especially on a nonviolent crime. This was, you know, crazy, but not violent, right? He didn't kill somebody, although potentially almost rolled over a cop. Could have, that, yeah. That, yeah, so may, I, let me re- restate that. But there's got to be some kind of parity with your ability to pay, right? Mm-hmm. But why give somebody a 500? That's not even, and what's funny is he's still in custody. So he doesn't have $500. Right. Someone still didn't come out and bond him out. I mean, think of that. Which so, I also find a bit shocking. And, and I know, I've heard stories where people are in jail for months because they can't come up with 2000 bucks, right? And then, you know, if you're in jail and you've been kind of a dork for a long time, no one's going to come hand 2000 bucks to get you out of jail, right? Because right? they don't want to lose that 2000 bucks. So people sat in jail for a very long time. And one thing that you have to remember, this guy seems like he's guilty. They have him on video, right? Yep. They have, but a lot of people m- may or may not be guilty. Just because you're in jail does not mean you're guilty, right? It means you're waiting to be to go through the process. Hmm. So there is something to this. I I... You know, we have to be very careful in this world to just say people are guilty. Sure. Right? Yep. This guy's on video. We caught him there. You know, chances are he did it. Damn near ran over Fred. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> right. almost ro- rolled over Fred. Why Why $500? Yeah. What judge thinks that's a good idea? I mean, I just don't get it. Well, and that's part of the problem, too, is, is a lot of these judges, and I know we were uh, in court. Rookie was in correspondence with, with Bob Fletcher just trying to figure out who's the judge here. Like, we need mm-hmm. a name. Right. And... Oftentimes, that's part of the big problem here is that they are being too lenient uh, in in many cases. You know, Mary Moriarty is a classic example of of what's wrong with the with the criminal justice system right now. When people know there are going to be no consequences, well, why the heck wouldn't they ca- you know mm-hmm. cause mayhem? So that, that, that I just that infuriated me. To but be honest, name a ju- you know don't you watch videos with judges and they're kind of hard asses? Sure. And you're like that guy's hard. I mean, when did judges just start saying, "I don't care that you did five hundred thousand dollars worth of damage. We're just going to let you go for five hundred bucks." Don't you think there's more to the story to that? There might be, but I also there has to there, be. but I, I also think it's just in the name of equity, right? We kept hearing that word where it's like, well, they're you know they're they're disproportionately you know being aggressive towards minorities. Well, that's not well, necessarily Austin true. Austin Michael Erickson, a minority. I, that I don't know. Sounds kind of like a white guy's name to me. Yeah, I, Austin I Michael uh, Austin Michael Erickson. That sounds like a Norwegian guy from Vadness Heights. From Vadness Heights, right? <laughs> who was at the bar a little bit late or whatever he did and said, "I'm going to drive this thing through Towsley." Right. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't. But I believe that if you sat down and talked to these judges, there's some logic. To them, sure, right? Because they don't want to have. They live in this community too. I assume 
They don't want to watch the world burn. No. Why would they want to? Right. right? I, I I was thinking about politics the other day because now our show is not a political show, and I, I I always beg to let people know that I have no side on this. Right. I don't care what side. I'm 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 a common sense guy. Yep. I like to go to the common sense, and I think if, if you really wanted to change the world to your point of view, you start at the absolute lowest things. <laughs> You start at lower than the city councilman, right? You start you start on the thing that the the group that helps the city council people pick the flowers for the parade. And then you go from that to the city council. And then you go from the city council to the planning commission, you know, whatever. Yep. And I think one team does that really well. They take all of those jobs, right? They're willing to be sit on a city council for $4,000 a year and have their neighbors yell at them. Right. Yep. They're willing to do that when a whole group of other people say, I wouldn't want to do that job. I don't want to be part of that. I might want to be mayor, but I don't really want to be in politics. Right. Yep. And I think really, if you want to change the world to either side, either point of view, you start from the very bottom at home, organic little races where you have to get 300 people to vote for you because those, you know, look at all the people that are on school boards that don't have children. I think, why would you? What about what? being on a school board if you do not have children? Do you want to? If do? you don't have any skin in the game, what would you? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I and I'm going to tell you, this is going to make me non-popular, right? <laughs> it's going to make me popular with GLs, maybe not popular with other people. The the people that the drag queen story hours, yes, I get why somebody wants to dress like a drag queen. I get that, not me, but I get it. That's there. But who wants to go read, whether you're wearing street clothes or a dress, who wants to go to the library and read to kids? Well, who? I would with my... You, with my. You would? No, 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 no. Because I, I did this with my son's class. Sure. But but I'm his dad. Yeah, that's your son's class. Right. You have skin in that game. Are you going to go... What guy <laughs> wants to say, I want to go read to a bunch of three-year-olds at the well, library? Mike, what? it's because it's a mental illness. No, but I'm not even... I don't even get it. I... What... I would want to volunteer to go do that. I don't, I don't care what you're wearing. Who wants to go take care of other people's kids? Nobody does. So it, it just, we have to, if we want political things to change, and again, I don't care if you dress up like a drag queen. I, it's none of my business. I don't care. And I'm not saying you shouldn't even read to kids. What I don't get is, why would you possibly want to? Why, I don't want to go. I have kids. I don't want to go talk to other people's kids. None of them. <laughs> I don't like They're talking kids. to my kids. They're stupid. Yeah. Kids are stupid. They're not fun to talk to. Well, speaking of uh, politics, I might as well bring <laughs> this up. I didn't know if that I was, was going to get to. Th- no, that's okay. okay. That's, that's, why we're, that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Census, Michael, has issued new state population Ooh, data. Where uh, are we? I don't know if you saw this or not, but in 2022, Minnesota lost 130,807 residents to other states. Ooh, that's kind of a lot of people, actually. We gained 117,000 because of foreign immigration. No, that can't be true. <laughs> that's according to U.S. Census that data. That can't be true. Anyway, uh, I just I just wanted to throw that little caveat. Wow, in there. so we had a net loss of 13,000. Yeah. Wow, but we I, that really surprised me. That's a huge amount of immigration here. Yes, it is. Yeah, and and a huge amount of loss. Did it say where those 130,000 people went? Uh, neighboring states. Neighboring states, not straight. Oh, to sorry, sorry, uh, not not neighboring states. But uh, it did not. But it just okay. said, it just says other states, not okay. neighboring states. I'd sorry. imagine it's Florida. I would imagine it's Tennessee. South Dakota, I think. Okay. did gain uh, from the people that left the state of Minnesota. I think um, South Dakota was was one of those that that some, gained that gained people. some tax benefits to living in South Dakota. Yes, I think. there yeah. is, and and Florida. Okay, um, well, that's a crazy story. I didn't. I, I had not heard those. Yeah. 
And uh, I don't know if I want to get into this story. But I don't. I don't want to get too heavy because I've already kind of bummed everybody out. Oh, before I forget to mention uh, Harmony Spirits. Let's do those. Uh, let's mention those guys quick, quickly. Um, Harmony, Minnesota. If you're down in the area, go into the tasting room. Go into your local liquor store. Continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name. I just did it over the weekend. I had to buy a couple of gifts, and so I, I walked into an establishment and said, "Hey." Where's the Harmony Spirits? And did you? And my guy said, "Well, it's I I I, I don't have it here." And so I said, what? "Well, it's, it's about time you go get some." Then, anyway, um, but they're they're such great people. Um, they've been really good supporters of this show and Garage Logic uh, over the years. And you know what? Celebrate in style this New Year's Eve, right? Um, everyone's gonna have their their parties, or you know, in my case, I'm gonna be in bed by nine thirty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go uh, continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name, and you had something on Harmony. Yeah, as you well. know, Larry, one of the owners of Harmony, sent me this thing because last week we had talked about the liquor store in Preston that I thought Larry wrote to me. It's called One Liquor Store, but he meant One Liquor Store in Preston, oh. and it just happens to be called Preston Liquor. That's the Got name of it. it. Okay. And then help me with this this pronunciation of Joe's last name. He owns this this liquor store in Preston. Okay. It's L A F R E N I E R E. Lafreniere? Lafreniere? Lafreniere. Joe, if you're listening to this. Joe F. Yeah, Joe L. <laughs> Joe L, Joe I'm sorry. Lafreniere. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But, okay. And, and, you know, one thing I said to Larry, I said, Larry, uh, tell me another spot that carries your stuff. You know, hy carry it and a bunch of different sure. places. He goes, you know, don't even pick anybody. Just thank them so much for supporting us. Yeah. For talking about us, for carrying the product, for visiting our uh, tap room or not our distillery down in, in Harmony, Minnesota. And he goes, they just want to, at the end of the year, say a, a sincere thanks. They had an incredible year. I don't know if you knew that. They had an incredible Good. year. And, and he, he really uh, was just wanting to thank his distributors and his um, offsite, you know, the stuff, the, the liquor stores that carry his product. And that's all he wanted to say this week. That's cool. So I, I thought that was really cool, but I did want to fix that. Uh, Preston Liquor, not one liquor in Preston. <laughs> Got so it. it. makes more sense. Uh, net is their website and, act, and also follow them on social media at Harmony Spirits on Twitter. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I know you know when 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 COVID hit, you know a lot of our a lot of our places you know suffered. You mm-hmm. know our, our buddies at Thirty Bales, yep. they, they really you know that wasn't kind at that time. wasn't kind, no. and I know they've been trying uh, to kind of get back to some of those numbers, and, and they did see a surge once people were more comfortable going out again. And I was just talking to Todd today, doing his ad on GL, and he says the construction right now in Hopkins is killing us. Plus, you know, when the new year rolls around. Everyone goes on a diet, and everyone, yeah. you know, so the, it tends to slow down for a lot of the a lot of the service industry tends to tends to slow down a little bit. But yeah, what's the no drink November? Is that what people are doing? Well, is that is that what the month that it was? Dry no. January. No, dry January. I thought it was no. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of. I'm, I'm forgetting what what month people stop drinking. Is it dry January? I think so. Really, it that's seems what like, I've heard. It's kind of a horrible. I mean, sit at home, drink at home. <laughs> <laughs> it seems pretty easy. I uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions, Reavers? You know, um, well, I'll, I'll get heavy. Okay, it, let's do it. Twenty three was. Uh, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to twenty twenty three coming to a close. Are you? I'll put it that way. Uh, yeah, just I you know um, made some significant changes at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and uh, for the better. Yep. Um, and I wanted to be a better me. Yeah. I'll put it that way. So. Yeah. Honestly, I'm just going to keep soldiering on, if really? that makes sense. And I'm not, this isn't a pity party. I'm not, I'm just saying like, I, I last January said, you know what? It's time to, time to make, make a few adjustments with my life. Sure. And, um, and I did that and I just want to, you know, kind of continue that path. And go, that's kind of cool. Forward. Yeah. Oh, right? thank that's, you. I appreciate really that. Good. I, um, I have a, I'm a big fan of New Year's resolutions. 
right? And so last year, I'm going to share this one a little bit because I, I did this and I think it's really cool and I want to tell everybody about it because I want to get, oh my God, that's cool. That's what I want everybody to say. So on actually November 1st of, of 2022, okay. I did one push-up, one sit-up, and one squat. Right, so I did one on November first. Then on the second, I did two, the third, three, and so on. Progression. So yeah. on, okay. on October thirty first of this year, right? Yep. I finished that. I did sixty six thousand seven hundred ninety. Shut up. Push ups, sit ups, and squats in that last year. Right. That is a lot of. So at the end, you know, I was doing three hundred sixty five on the last day. Right. I yeah. did three hundred sixty five. So that was something different. I had never done something where I committed to anything in my life where I did every single day, no matter what I did it. Interesting. So what was weird is I couldn't enjoy certain things. Like I couldn't enjoy golfing because I knew I had to work out later on in the night. So if I didn't do my workout before golf, it just hung over my head saying, don't get too tired playing golf. Don't, don't get, you know, don't go drinking. So why wouldn't you just do it in the morning? Because sometimes you just don't have the time. And when you're doing 300, right? So when I'm, when I was getting closer to the end, it was a lot, you know, 300 pushups is a lot. 365 pushups is a lot, right? So I I just kept pushing. I kept soldiering on. So this January, I'm going to do a, start a new one up, right? January 1st. I like it to do it on the first. So I'm going to do a little variation of just... Just the push-ups, sit-ups, and squats. I'm going to add a few things and see how far I can go. But I had to take like a. I really had been doing it all the way up until like a week, and at Christmas time I kind of stopped because I need to give my body a little break because I'm just hurting. Sure, like my body just hurts. So I'm going to take a week off and I'm going to start again. Good for January you, man. 1st. Yeah, it's it's a. It, I'm going to tell you if you want to. Um, this is going to be a little sales pitch for this. What was super easy on on November 1st last year when I did one push-up, one sit-up, and one squat, it took me seven seconds or whatever. Right. And then I didn't allow myself to do any other workout. That was it. Right. But your mind says, well, why don't I just start with 25? Right. What you really do is you start with one and then you do two the next day. And by the time you're 10 days into it, you still really haven't done anything. Right. Because you can do 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups and 10 squats in two minutes or a minute, whatever it is. So all of a sudden you're, you're 38 days into it. And it's starting to feel like a little bit, but you have those 38 other unbroken days where you're like, okay, I've now, now I'm into this. It's my routine, but you haven't really done anything yet. And as you get higher numbers, you're like, okay, now I'm starting to feel this. I can't give up because now I'm 60 days, 80 days, 140 days into it. So it it was a really, really cool way to do it. I don't believe... Uh, push-ups, sit-ups, and squats, 365 is really great for the body. Like, I don't <laughs> think that's the right way to yeah. to really gain, although like, I've absolutely gained muscle. I 100% have gained muscle. But it was it was something that was totally different. I remember I was on a work trip in, in New Orleans, and I had to, like, get it done, and we're going down to Bourbon Street. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm literally doing push-ups on the ground on Bourbon Street, which is <laughs> filthy, right? Oh but I had to get them done. Like I couldn't, right. no matter what, I had right. to do yeah, them. It was part of the, yeah. And if I wouldn't have started at one where it was so easy, if I would have started at 100, because I probably could have done 100, right? Yeah. If I would have started at 100, I would have burned myself out right off the bat because I would have said, oh, I missed I, I missed Tuesday and now I didn't keep my streak going. But by having it so simple and so easy, it forced you to like get a bunch of days in and then now you're like, now I can't quit. So my brother-in-law, he's on like day 250, and I got a bunch of people on different days. In I the might system. join you. It's it's really something fun. And I'd right? not join you at your home doing this, but yes. I'll, I'll do this. Uh, I'll also do this. Pick something. If you're going to do this, folks listening, pick something that's so incredibly easy, so incredibly easy that even halfway through, you know, you can still do it. Even like in 150 days from now, you still know you can do it. Right. 
because all of a sudden it gets to day 200, then do 50. And you're like, okay, now this is getting serious. Yeah. Like this is, I am sore every day from like day 250 on. I was sore every day and 250 pushups doesn't sound like a lot, but no. when you're, when you're thinking, okay, in a month, that's 7,000 pushups. That's getting to be a yeah, lot of push-ups. It, so it all started with my buddy, my buddy Mark, good buddy Mark, said, there's this 2,000 push-up challenge that I want you to do in this month with me. And I kind of said, well, I don't know if I can do 2,000 push-ups in a month. <laughs> so I started that challenge, and like three days into it, I, I got down. I was, in this, I was in a parking lot. I got down, and I did like as many push-ups as I could do, yeah. and I couldn't stand back up because I threw my back out. I was like, crap, because I just went from zero to I'm going to get 2,000 push-ups done in a week, wow. right? That was my goal, like just some quick time. And I threw my back out. Since I did this on the slow step, the one plus one plus one, yep. felt great the whole time. Sore, but felt great. So that's my New Year's resolution. I'm going to do those three exercises plus additional exercises. I don't know how long I'll, I'll go because I don't want to do you know 100,000 extra things, but... We'll see. That's my New Year's resolution. That's a good one, isn't it? For yeah. health, I, I, I love I it. In fact, I like it so much. I might. I'm. I'm serious about saying I'm gonna. I might join you. Well, if anybody else wants endeavor. to do this, right? The uh, the frat pack five thousand. Oh, we got to mention that. The yes. frat pack five thousand. If you haven't already befriended me on Facebook, do it. I did go ahead and I uh, I, I looked up. I added everybody to the spreadsheet, right? Mm -hmm. And Clark Schmidt was number one thousand, right? I thought that was really I, cool. I just I love your attention to detail. That with I, this. I really so I I sent Clark a message. And you know what Clark said? It's my birthday. So not only did I message him, wow. I, my message was so funny, Reavers. I said, hey, I don't know if you know anything about who I am or somehow how we became friends <laughs> on Facebook, but you happen to be number 1,000, and he's a big fan of the show, big fan of Garage Logic. Cool. He was number 1,000. Happy birthday, Clark, because that was really cool that it was his birthday, too. And I was like, what are the chances that right. it was his birthday? We're at like 1,400 or something like that now. Frat Pack 5,000. Find me on Facebook under Michael Fratelloni. Add yourself to just go ahead and... and Add me as a friend, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, follow me. If you want to do this, uh, one thing, uh, one new thing every day. You don't have to do push-ups. Whatever it is, you can do girl-style push-ups. Do whatever. You know, I don't know. Everyone's at a different level in fitness, sure. right? Yep. And just do it because it's a really, really cool thing. And we can all do it together. I mean, wouldn't that be cool if 5,000 people did Frat Pack 5,000? That would be cool. That would be really cool. Well, uh, we'll talk about this more, Reavers. So um, one thing I want to mention is... Uh, you know, the, this just in, the, the holidays, uh, we're right smack in the middle of it, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, Christmas Absolutely. Eve. So part of my gift to my sons was I was going to take them to the Christmas Eve Vikings game. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up including my brother and his son. And so it was the four of us with my brother and my nephew. And uh, we were going to trying to figure out because... We also do Christmas Eve on my side of the family. It's kind of the bohemian tradition, sure. right? So we thought, we'll go to the game, head down to Faribault, hang out at mom and dad's, um, have some dinner, and then get back in, in enough time so that we can get the boys to bed and, and open up presents at 4 o'clock in the morning. Get ready for Santa. So <clears throat> shout out to my uh, fellow Viking um, observers, including the guy who sat behind me. <laughs> And uh, this young man was very much into the game. Okay. And this was a noon start, Mike. Mm. Noon start on Sunday. And this guy was so drunk. <laughs> How could he be drunk, Reavers? He had to go to church Sunday morning. I'm sure and he then, did, yeah. yeah. Maybe okay. a little bit too much wine at sure. church. Um, but, you know, the guy that's in row 41 of section 118 mm. has a much better vantage point of course. than the referee of course. who's calling the game yep. Or, yep. or who's officiating the game, excuse me. And so 
There was the fumble that the Vikings ran back for a touchdown, mm-hmm. and everybody was. I, and I, you could tell right away. Well, this is going to be an incomplete yeah, pass. It's, it's coming back. Yeah. But this guy was. I mean, f bomb this, f bomb oh, that. No. And I finally did just turn and say, "Hey, bud." You know, I kind of motioned towards my kids, like, "Come on, mm-hmm. it's Christmas Eve here. Let's, you know." Yeah. And um, I did uh, make a couple of officers chuckle. So. Behind where we were sitting, we were kind of rotating because we had four seats together and then we had two other seats, but everyone wanted to sit, you know, so I sure. I just said, hey, you guys go sit down there and yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. just hang out here because yeah. there's like that drink rail where you can just kind of hang. Mm-hmm. And so there were two Hennepin County um, sheriffs there and I was just shooting the breeze with them and and this guy stood up and um the officers kind of chuckled and I said, boy, hopefully he gets his family home in time for Christmas. (laughs) And he kind of wrote like, oh God, don't even joke about that. no. Well, because you could just tell like, God help this guy. He's not making it home. No, there's no no way he's seeing, you know, five o'clock dinner. Anyway, but I just thought, you know, I don't know why I subject myself to that kind of stuff, but okay, I'm kind of over it. You know what I mean? And you're a season ticket holder forever. Well, yeah, but it's but I maybe go once a year now. Yeah, man. and it's because you know if my kids want to go, all right, I'll take my kids because that's it's what the you got to do. Too, it's loud. It is so freaking loud in that place. Yeah. and I know a lot of it is the the piped in noise, and we've got to mm. have the amped up. And a lot of their because I'm a big fan of the production value. Like a lot of that stuff that they do is cool. Cool. Yeah, you know, some of the it's a great show. Some of the vignettes that they put together, it, it's kind of neat, but it's so incredibly loud in that building. And I, did did you have like I don't want the Vikings to play on Christmas Eve. I don't want that. I don't because I'm a, a fan who many years ago decided that I don't own the team. I don't invest in the team. Okay. I can't. If they win or lose, it should have it's no effect gonna, on yep, me. Yep. But it 100 percent does. <laughs> and I hate that. I'm like, why am I watching this? Right. Well, then I watch that stupid bowl game. What a stupid bowl game. We have a stupid team with a stupid coach. What a stupid bowl. I mean, could we have tried to punt that thing away more than we did? I mean, what a joke. I'm so glad you didn't go to the quick. And then he has the longest winning streak of bowl games of anybody. It's like, yeah, when you play the quick lane bowl or the fiesta bowl. Which is our third quick lane bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's not that hard. To, and you almost got your ass handed to you again by Bowling Green. How embarrassing that is. Yeah. I often find, because I just, I like having football on. Mm-hmm. It's just, for me, it's more background. But I do find myself when I'm watching, like, for instance, was last night, yeah, last night was USC versus Louisville, right? Okay, yeah. Playing sure. in the Tostitos Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what game it was. But um, I, I watched it because I wanted to see if the kid that's going to be the number one pick was going to play. And okay. obviously he didn't play. But... I find myself saying, okay, which team do I hate less? Okay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll find, well, that kid, I, I like the Louisville quarterback, his last name I believe was Plummer. All mm-hmm. of a sudden I just said, oh, I don't like this guy. You just, you just, I so you're can't, can't explain him. it. Yep, yep. I just don't like him. Yep. And so now I'm cheering for you. You're thinking of Jake Plummer and you hated Jake Plummer. Well, I'm yeah, just yeah. thinking, well, why? What, what, yeah. Why do I have to have a rooting interest? Like, yeah, why, why, why do, do you I care? care who wins? Why do what, I care yeah. who wins this game? I don't, you know, but I've got to find a reason. How would you like to be a football player at the University of Minnesota for five years? And then you have a five and seven record, and you're thinking, "Good, we're wrapping this up. I'm done." <laughs> and then they say, "Wait, Quick Lane Bowl. We're in going Detroit. to Detroit for Christmas, in Detroit, and it's going to be on Christmas, so you can't do anything about it. Right? And we're going to have a quarterback who hasn't really touched the ball ever. But then we're going to show his fiance fifty. It was worse than um, 
Taylor Swift and a Travis Kelsey. Did you watch that I, bowl game? Because uh, I was doing some driving, so I actually listened to a fair amount of it on the radio. Every time he completed a pass, they panned to this chick in the crowd. Yep. His fiance was pretty, yep. right? It was well worth panning to her. Over and over and over. Now she's the new darling of Minnesota sports, yeah. right? She's our uh, Trailer Swift, I think. Well, is what I they believe call it. Trailer Swift. <laughs> I'm just making that up. I, she looked like a lovely girl. I believe that they had wedding preparations. 40 days from now. That were uh, put on hold, apparently. It's in 40 days. For the you can get a lot of crap done in the next 40 days. <laughs> and what's his name? Uh, Cole Kramer, right? Is that yeah, his name? I do something oh, like that. Dude, I got news for you. You're not doing any of the preparation anyway for the wedding. It doesn't even matter. What's your no. job? Get the yeah. talks, be on time. Get there. Yeah. That's and it. He, you know, he played oh, okay sure. for a kid who didn't do a lot. Well, and I do like the, the lineage. You know, his grandpa was. Yeah. So I, I that part I think is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. So his, his last game, he gets to play in a bowl game. Okay. That, I, I got, I got no. It was, it was pretty cool. I, I just think that we have to next year say we're not doing that if you notice one other thing too they did pan to this chick all the time mm-hmm. right his fiance i'm going to call her this chick yep. they went to her all the time but they did not show the crowd in in aggregate yeah. because i have a strange feeling there was i mean one. does bowling green travel well i'm going to guess no they had a better better uh, uh they were like higher ranked than us i think yeah, but I believe the game itself was because Royce talked about it. I can't remember if it was on GL or Monday Night Sports Talk, but basically saying of all the bowl games, which yes. there was what forty one, I think it was thirty three or something. Yeah, okay, whatever the yeah. whatever the number is, let's just say it's forty one. Yeah, that was the forty first ranked the lowest game. Ranked, it was the yeah. lowest ranked bowl yeah. game possible. It was a shame, you know. And the only um, reason, and by the way, the only reason that the Gophers were in was because of academics, because normally you have to win six games. Sure. To be be what they call bowl eligible, but they didn't have enough teams that had six wins, and so note to the Golden Gophers: Here's what you do: you go get a bunch of doorknobs, six foot nine, three hundred ninety pound linemen. Yep. Right? Yep. We don't care if they don't read. Because the University of Minnesota can get them through some classes. I went to the U. Trust me. You can get through the class and not be that bright. And let's lower academic standards. Let's get them way down. But let's get some kids who can play some football. Although we're getting them. We're getting some. We've signed some five-star players. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing, right? It's going to be great. Keeping Minnesota players in Minnesota, as long as they don't say, oh, I could go play someplace else, I'm going to go someplace else. They're going to transfer portal before it starts. And of course, we're going to have Roycey to keep us, uh, to to be able to continue to keep uh, ripping uh, the program. If I didn't sound like this, I'm a passionate Golden Gopher fan. (laughs) I mean, I love them. It just kills me, though, to watch uh, poor play. And it's tough when the the team's not even the same team that you just had for the entire year. It's a bunch of different kids. You're like, ah, it's just no fun. Hopefully, Um, they're getting a bunch of fun stuff for going to play. Yeah, and that's the, and that's the the part that I'm kind of souring on college athletics just kind of, you know, in, in general is just you're getting awfully corporate-y. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. that, in that part, it's it's no longer about, you know, the student athlete, which is fine. Sure. I, I, I don't care because I get it. It's all about the the almighty TV dollar. Right? Yeah. So I'm not an idiot. But that's why with the, the, the four – Teams that are remaining for the for the championship, it's you know there's a lot of buildup, there's a lot of hype. Well, that's because did you see the numbers that came up? You know, you mentioned you don't want the Vikings playing Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Well, I got news for you. Did you see the numbers on Christmas Day for the three games that were all standalone games sure. on Christmas Day? Crazy. Well, the Chiefs Raiders game almost had 30 million viewers. Wow. The I forget who played the middle game, and then the night game. This it was San Francisco and Baltimore. I think had 26 million. So. Wow. 
these games away. ain't going away yeah. anytime soon. Well, just Vikings, let's not do it. Let's let our holiday just be a holiday. Okay. I can do it on Thanksgiving. Maybe that's fine. Well, that's football. Christmas, yeah. yeah. Thanksgiving Christmas is just as like, I don't want to ruin my Christmas over a stupid Vikings game. Okay. Again, I want to say I love the Vikings. I shouldn't take it so personally. Right. right? Uh, Michael, thank you so much. Weavers, you're the best. Please do us a favor, rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We would really appreciate it. His name is Mike Fredoloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.